Welcome to this week's edition of the All Saints Lutheran Church Podcast. All Saints is a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. We are located in Davenport, Iowa. Each week we bring you the digital edition of the weekly sermon. Enjoy! The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the third chapter. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up out of the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Okay, so this morning we're going to talk about baptism. It's unfortunate we don't have a baptism today, but what we're going to talk about anyway is baptism of our Lord Sunday. And I have to tell you, after having been a pastor for some 13 years now, there are a couple comments that often come to us as pastors that you go, hmm, I need to talk about that sometime. And often people come to us as pastors, and if they want to be baptized, I've heard one of two phrases a great deal. One of which is, you know, I want to get baptized But you know what? As soon as I get my life in order and get things taken care of, then I'll do that. Well, if we all waited till we got our lives in order, yeah, exactly. None of us sitting here would be baptized, right? It would just never happen. Okay, so the second thing I tend to hear is, okay, pastor, we need to schedule that baptism because I just need to get it done and get it taken care of. And that one actually I hear more often than not. Now the problem with both of those, those statements is, is simply the fact that it shows that we clearly don't understand exactly what baptism is and, and, and why it is that we do that and, and what happens to us in our baptism. Baptism is first and foremost, above anything else, it is a new beginning. It is the desire to see the world differently, to see our brothers and sisters differently, and foremost, to see ourselves, to see yourself differently. Baptism is a fresh start. It's, it's a new beginning. It's, it's not some trial run, you know. I'm just going to do this and check it out, see how it goes. But it really is this commitment to say, now today my life is different and I want to be different. Now, some of you may be going, well, wait a minute, Pastor. How does that work when we baptize babies in the Lutheran church? Well, this is how that works. When a baby is baptized in the Lutheran church and that baby is an infant and too small to even walk up the center aisle and it's carried to the baptismal font and baptized, as parents, you say, this is the beginning I want for my child starting today. I want my child to know about Jesus Christ and to be raised in that kind of life. And even furthermore, because a baptism happens in a community of faith, in a congregation, in a church, or, or a gathering, even if it's an intimate gathering of family and friends, you too make those promises and say, I'm going to make sure that this child is raised into the life of Jesus Christ, and that I understand that now this is a new beginning for even this child who's too little to come on their own. Now, 
Now, Jesus' baptism stands for us as a model of what baptism is and what we might expect. You know, we love to hear the story of Jesus' baptism, don't we? Jesus goes down to the River Jordan and he has this little conversation with John the Baptist. And, and John says, no, 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 Jesus, I shouldn't baptize you. And, and Jesus says, oh, yes, you should baptize me. And, and finally, it all happens. And as soon as Jesus comes up out of the water, what happens? Heavens open up, don't they? Heavens open up and then what happens? Dove comes down. It's beautiful. You, you imagine it as a white dove, right? And then what happens after that? God's voice, this booming voice from heaven comes and it says, this is my son, the beloved with whom I am well pleased. We don't understand that dove in Bible is a pigeon. That just kind of ruined your whole drama and beauty of it, didn't it? It's a pigeon that comes out of the heavens, all right? But that's how we picture it, isn't it? We, we have this majestic view, and, and you really can see the paintings, can't you, of, uh, of Jesus' baptism? And it's what we imagine happened at our baptism, too. How'd that work out for you? Anybody, the skies opened up? Did a pigeon fall out of the sky on you? Not so much. Thank God the pigeon didn't come, right? <laughs> Some pastors might have had a fit if all of a sudden the church was full of pigeons coming around. No, it didn't happen quite that way, did it? But what does happen? What happens to Jesus after his baptism? It's not in our scripture today. It comes next. What happens to Jesus after his baptism? Goes to the wilderness, right? Gets a boot to the biscuits and he gets sent out into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. And he's tested exactly. Well, who thought that was baptism? None of us did, did you? You thought, oh, baptism's good. And that's the comments I hear. I just need to get it taken care of, Pastor, because then I'm in like Flynn and life's going to be great and grand. That's hogwash. All you have to do is look at Jesus' baptism to know that's not the way it's going to play out. Jesus gets baptized, and automatically he's kicked into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, and he's tested and he's tempted by the devil. Baptism is first. It is three things. And first of all, it is a new beginning. It is a new beginning to say, I commit to this life in Jesus Christ, and I know because God promises me there will be trials. God never says anywhere in Scripture, anywhere, that you will not have trials and temptations. But the guarantee is there, and the model is there set before us this morning, even in Jesus Christ, from his baptism on, that he continues to face all kinds of trials and temptations. It is the beginning of a journey of faith together with Jesus Christ. The second thing that baptism is, is an inclusion. We believe that when we are baptized, we die. Our old self dies, and we are raised again to new life. In many other places of the world, not so much today anymore because of the danger and the risk, but often in third world countries, this is the way baptisms would happen. They would take people down to the river. Now that tends to happen anyway, all right? But they would go down to the river to be baptized, and they would literally immerse somebody down into the water. And they would hold them under, I kid you not, they would hold them under until that last breath escaped their body. And then they would raise them up really quick and they would go, <gasps> and they were literally breathing in new life. And this would happen, how many times do you think? Three. In the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. But also three days, so it paralleled Jesus' death and being dead in the tomb for three days. 
And so it really is that reminder that you are dead just as Jesus Christ was dead in the tomb for three days and then you were raised up to new life in Jesus. And so by our baptism, we have an inclusion with Jesus that we have died and we will be raised again to new life with Jesus Christ. The last thing that baptism is, is ordination. Not ordination in the way in which we're going to lay a red stole on you and you are now all pastors. But ordination in the essence that the gift of the Holy Spirit is given and you were given gifts from the Spirit in your baptism. We all have been given gifts. That is a promise that comes to us from God. That is the gift of the Holy Spirit is that you were given gifts. And you have all been given different gifts. Whether it be the gift of teaching or proclaiming or singing or writing or proclaiming or serving. Whatever your gift is, you can guarantee that you have been given at least one. And you are called now to use your gift in your new life, in that new beginning that you have with Jesus Christ. There are going to be days of tragedy. There are going to be days of trauma and temptation and lots of trials. But the promise that we have in our baptism is that even in those days, with all the doubt, with all the anxiety, with all the trials and all the temptations, we have the promise that we will never be left alone dead in that grave because we have been united with Jesus Christ in our baptism and we will indeed be raised to new life through him. Please pray with me. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of the podcast from All Saints Lutheran Church in Davenport, Iowa. Please know that you are welcome to visit and worship with us anytime you're in the Quad Cities. You can also find us online at www.allsaintsdavenport.org. We are missionaries proclaiming Christ, and we pray that you have a blessed week surrounded by his love.